everywhere around the world, there are places that gather attention. The old abandoned buildings in your neighborhood, old schools, hospitals, orphanages, jails. In most of these places, we're left wondering who would go there, living or dead? Once you've set yourself free from those boundaries, why would your soul return? Well, tonight we're going to talk about Haunted Hillview Manor. We've got two guests joining us this evening, Ken Azzarello and Sue Vesh. They've got insights, stories, and a chilling photograph to share. That's tonight on the very best in paranormal programming. This is the Paranormal 60. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't baloney. He doesn't stand for baloney. Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader is proudly uh, presented on the UnX network. Are you an UnX subscriber? If not, log on to UnXnetwork.com. UnXnetwork.com. Sign up for a free subscription right there on the main page of the site. Once you're a free X subscriber, you'll receive the monthly UnX newsletter, X blog access and get the full quarterly on X magazine digital copy all free. So go to onxnetwork.com and become a free X subscriber today. All right, we are back. I uh, had an amazing time this last weekend. We did our paranormal investigation out at Joliet state prison, had such a great time amazing activity. I'm going to be talking with Chris Fleming in a special edition episode, and we're going to go over some of the evidence that we collected, some of the stories that are going on there, and we loved it so much, we're going back. That's right. Join me for the Hell in the Cell at Old Joliet State Prison. You can ghost hunt with Shane Pittman from the Holzer Files, me, Dave Schrader, and Chris Fleming. We're going to have an amazing time, and with the evidence, the names, the stories, Stories that we were able to get on this last visit, I know we're going to make even better connections. And wait till you guys hear some of the EVP that I was able to collect. I'm also waiting on a few of the people to send me a couple of photographs. Some interesting pictures were captured, but definitely EVP photographs and direct audio phenomena. I can't even call it voice phenomena. We heard some amazing things happen over the weekend. So we'll find out more information about that. But again, if you want to join me for the Hell in the Cell at Old Joliet State Prison, there are one or two day packages for August 5th or August 6th or come for both. Let's get into tonight's topic as we're going to talk about Haunted Hillview Manor. It's been popularized on many different TV programs, and I've had a chance to bump into the owner recently at uh, Mansfield Reformatory during their paranormal conference and and uh, many of the different volunteers and workers there have come forward sharing stories and i thought well enough's enough it's time we talk about this location and joining me tonight for this segment sue vesh and ken help me again with the last name azarello yes sir all right i got it on the first attempt i i'm I'm proud of myself (laughs) names is hard words is hard hey guys it is a pleasure to have you here tonight thank you so much for joining you didn't turn down that ringer did you how many warnings? See these rookies. I see how it goes. Oh, it's her. I like that. Point it off to Sue. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us and uh, coming on to talk about Haunted Hillview. This is uh, an amazing location. How long have you two been a part of the uh, the history and story there? Uh, we've been here four years. Really? Four yep. years. What what drew you there? Um, uh, just the building itself. I mean, we we've been ghost hunting for 12 years now. So uh, we love the, you know, it's the building and the building's not, it's about 45 minutes away from us. So it's relatively close compared to every other place that we travel to. But uh, once we got hooked, I mean, we got hooked. We were here two, three times a month. They got tired of seeing us. So they said, hey, you guys want to be volunteers? And here we are today. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you got it. You ended up with a job there. Uh, have you, in all honesty, being paranormal investigators, having had a chance to go to many places, have you been to many that actually compare to Hillview Manor? Um, I'm going to say no, not just because we work here, because this place is active, you know, during the day, during the night, whenever you go, whenever you come here, I, there are very little times when you don't get something here. And that's the awesome part about this place. Very like, I don't know how else to say that very, you know, we've had uh, private events, public events, and everybody has come to us and said, Hey, we got, we got this, or we got this, or do you guys know what this means? And, and that's why it, this building is, I think is special because I think it's active, you know, during the day or the night. And they usually get the same things like, Oh, we heard footsteps. We heard the door shut. We heard um, disembodied we voices. We heard a scream. Yeah. You hear wow. screams in this building all the time. All right. Well, talk to us about the building. And I don't know which one of you is more the historian about this, but kind of walk us through some of the the storied history of it. The history? Well, the building started to be built in 1925, finished in 1926. Uh, it opened up as the Lawrence County Poor Farm. Um, <clears throat> there was There was... You know, a couple special people in the beginning there that uh, ran the place, Mary and Perry Snyder, uh, who weren't very nice people. Uh, they treated you as an inmate when you came here. They called you an inmate. I mean, it was it was kind of horrible. You had to actually work the poor farm to live here. If you didn't, then you were out on your butt. You know what I mean? They didn't. Well, talk to us about that. What does it mean, a poor farm? Um, you had to uh, work the farm to live here. Like if you were, uh, you know, destitute, out of money, say I said she was crazy and dropped her off at the front of the building and said, see you later. You know what I mean? Back then a man could do that to a woman, which is horrible, but they could. And that's interesting because I read a lot about this place. So there was a woman named Marie, her husband actually dropped her off here <laughs> because she had, they had three children on a farm and he was afraid for the children's safety. But there was a tragic ending to her when she was dropped mm. off here. So so these poor farms, now correct me if I'm wrong, but they were kind of the catch-all for society. I mean, you had the criminally insane, living with the homeless, living with widows and orphans. You, you had kind of just this potpourri of people from the town. Yes, absolutely. I mean, they, they the people who just got out of prison who didn't have any place to go. They would they would allow them to come in here. And it's funny you say that because, like I said, the the Schneiders they treated you as an inmate, even though if you weren't an inmate or you came in, you know, even the little kids they would treat as inmates, which was terrible. Yeah, they controlled everything about you. Yes, in this place, Jeez. men were separated from the women. They weren't allowed to mingle. Different eating areas. So, well, I, I understand no cohabitation unless, of course, you were a homeless family. Would they separate families even? Yeah, even if like a husband and wife came in here, like say they lost their home or whatever, and they came in here, they would separate them also. Wow. All right. So you've got now, were there many children that were housed there through the years that it was open as a poor farm? There was a lot of children here. We, I mean, we have records of a few of them. But mm -hmm. there was probably a lot more children in here than people suspect. Because when you're going about the building, you'll get uh, children's voices. You'll hear little, like, you know how little kids run. You have the real close footsteps, like, da, 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 like real fast. You'll hear that all the time. Lots of giggling. Lots of giggling, lots of laughing. Um, it's crazy because when we're out and there's another guy that goes with us, uh, Dale, when he goes out with us, and Donnie, one of the other two other of the volunteers, they call mm -hmm. they they call us daddy. You'll hear the spirits hear do the little kid spirits. You'll hear them say daddy, and you're like, who are you calling daddy? And then they'll they'll say one of our names, like Ken. Wow. And it's interesting because um, after it was a poor farm, it turned into a skilled nursing facility, like a home. For the age, they, they called it. And all those nurses, they actually came back to tour and take us through the building and let us know, okay, this is how it worked. These were what the rooms were. These were the patients. Well, it was haunted then. 
and they've always seen children. Yeah. And they were really? terrified to work alone by themselves on the second floor, Angelo's hallway. Yeah. We- okay. L- let's take it there for a second because that intrigues me. I love the fact that you were able to talk to former employees. Now, real quickly, so that it transitioned from a poor farm into an, uh, an elderly care facility, and that was in the 70s, correct? Yes, it was in the 70s. Absolutely. And then they they stayed open until what was it, uh, 2002, 2004? 2004. Because right. of lack of. Yeah, 90, almost 97 years <laughs> is that Is that a spirit in the background? Where are you at? <laughs> no, it's, you know what? It's whenever I talk to people that are really haunted places, my cats will sit here, stare at me, and just start mewling. And it's really bizarre. But it's not on every episode. It's only like when I'm, and you guys are there at Hillview Manor, correct? Right now we are at Hillview Manor. Yes, yes. we are. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, two of my four miscreant cats are sitting right next to me on the table, staring at me and just like frozen. And the one is making noises he just does not make. It is very unusual. Well, All right. I, I, w- I will tell you this they did have therapy cats here. Really? Yeah. For so the maybe he's for witnessing. The Holy so cow. It, it, it's crazy because if you're wearing shorts and you're walking through the building, you'll feel something brush against your leg. And you're like, oh, there goes the therapy cat again. And there was actually um, a gentleman up Malcolm on the them too. Oh, yeah. There's a gentleman up on the third floor, Jimmy. He actually, they allowed him, he spent most of his life here. They allowed him to have two dogs. So there was dogs. He, did, he wasn't allowed to keep them in the building, but they were in a pen out back. But I, I I suspect that he brought him in the building every now and then because you'll you'll hear different sounds that say otherwise. Barking. Yes, we call really? we cats are barking. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird because again, two cats just like in, in my studio. I try to keep closed off. Somehow these little bastards get in here every time, and then they're <laughs> just. But like I said, we're sitting here, and as you're talking, you're at Hillview Manor. They're transfixed you on the screen, and very very unnerving. Gotta love that. And then, yeah, well, do animals see the other side? Obviously, they sense something strange. Um, now, let me let me go back. Uh, you were saying that you spoke to these nurses that worked there when it was an elderly care facility, and they talked about it being haunted. Would they see things, hear uh, things, yeah. or a mixture of both? A mixture of both. The one, the one, there was about ten of them came through, and that was nurses and like uh, staff members. We actually had the one. Uh, it was a man. He was a social worker here. His name was mm-hmm. Bill, a rather large man, really nice guy. But they all we let them take us on a tour through the building just so that we could. And then we would ask them, hey, did this really happen? And they're like, yes, that really happened. And that we actually got to uh, add, you know, stories to our tour from them, which was nice. Because mm-hmm. there was there was yeah. stories that we didn't know that. uh they, you know, said, well, this is what happened here. And we're like, well, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, you know, we wish so they could it. fill in those historical gaps. Yeah. So we always have our history. Correct. Yes. We always try to have that. Correct. Yeah. I, I know we talk a lot on the show about time slip phenomena, and I've mentioned it at places like, um, you know, Mansfield reformatory and at Waverly Hills sanitarium where uh, nurses, employees would often see very strange people, spirits of st- things that just seemed out of place. And I often wondered, is it us, the ghost hunters that are going through that building at night, stirring things up? Uh, you know, do any of the nurses or former staff talk about people that, you know, not just patients, they weren't walking around in paper gowns, but they were, you know, walking around in, in a slipknot t-shirt and, uh, you know, or, <laughs> or ghost hunters do it in the night to <laughs> shirts. <laughs> Yeah, there was actually um, one of the in our one of our uh, maintenance guys, Jim, uh, mm-hmm. keeps seeing a um, a gentleman in a fedora in a trench coat as he's walking down the one hallway. At the end of the hallway, he said he was just standing there, and we've had multiple people tell us that they've seen this gentleman, which is crazy, and we think he's a former doctor that was here. You know, right. Well, he, that so. that we understand. You're seeing the past, but did any of the nurses? see things that looked out of place, not from the past, but might be from the future, like us wandering around in those halls with with equipment and, you know, strange clothing and matching Taps t-shirts and whatever weird (laughs) outfits people wear when they come ghost on. 
Uh, I don't think any of them said that to us. They was all the the past stuff, none of the no okay. future stuff. Which would be well, that would be really awesome if it would they right. They were like, oh, we've seen you guys here. We, you know, well, you know, ask them if you get a chance and you meet any of the former uh, staff or or anybody that's ever been there. If they did witness it, ask did they ever, you know, without leading them to the future. I just would be curious if you kind of put that out there. Would they say, well, you know, wasn't always ghosts of dead people or or patients here? There were times people were fully dressed in blue jeans and black shirts walking through the halls, and we couldn't figure out why they were here. I, you know. There have been stories like that from other places like Mansfield Reformatory where, uh, you know, former inmates have talked about seeing multiple people standing in their cell. Uh, you know, I just came back from Joliet Prison and we were having some crazy activity. And there were a couple times, you know, I, I got a great Class A EVP in one of the cells. They were being very quiet that night. And I went into the cell with my voice activated recorder and I just said, hey, why are you guys being so quiet? And uh all of a sudden the, the light went solid, which meant it was recording something. And then it began blinking and I played it back and, it, and this voice very clearly goes, cause we're not talking. Wow. So, you know, I'm Did wondering, you... uh, were they in their cell one night hearing all these voices and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and, and it's us stirring up the timeline. Very strange. Did you dress as one of the blues brothers? That's all I want to know. <laughs> you were at no, Juliet I... prison. You got to drive. I know I should have actually this following weekend, I believe, uh, or coming up in the next week or two, they're doing a big blues brothers fest. Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi are going to be there performing as the blues brothers. And it's going to be a, a big, big <laughs> blues blowout. So that'll be cool enough. I, I would love to be in there right afterwards to investigate, to see what, if anything happens, that would be remarkable. All the, if they're playing music, I'm sure that'll stir that place up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to guess it's got to make things go bonkers. Yeah, we. I mean, we. It's it's funny that like during Christmas time, we'll put mm -hmm. um, we'll put radios out in different parts of the building when nobody's here, and we play Christmas music for the spirits that are here. Christmas was really big here. Yeah, Christmas. A lot of our. I mean, we've had um, people die on Christmas Eve. Uh, we've had you know one of the residents was born on Christmas. <laughs> All right, let's, oh, yeah, let's not... clarify. No, no employees currently. You mean no. in the past? People, <laughs> I so, yeah, come on over to Hillview Manor. People die here all the time. That's not good for business, guys. <laughs> or it might be. Who knows? You never know. Like, yeah, oh, could be. I guess. Yeah, it's a, like a doorway enough, to the next enough, side. There's so enough we, people out there. We do have an interesting yeah. story. So when we go back to about 1947, when it transitioned from 45. the poor farm to the state took it over. Now, mm -hmm. there's reasons the state came in and took it over. Do you want to tell them about the mass graves? and? Oh, yeah. The 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 um, two uh, caretakers, Mary and Perry Snyder, they were they got caught burying um, a large amount of people in one grave. From the state? Mass graves. They were doing okay. mass graves instead of individual graves for everybody. I guess they decided to save a little money. And just dig one giant hole and ten to twelve bodies in one grave. Well, if these were in, indignant people that had no family, there was no connections to them. I mean, I, you know, I I don't have the same provincial nature when it comes to death. You know, I'm, my whole family said, uh, you know, my mom and dad and I are just like throw us out in a hefty garbage bag on Wednesday for garbage day. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about uh, burying us. But, um, you know. It, if, if these people were homeless and, and kind of left on their own, what, what were they really to do? Wouldn't it make more sense to put them in one area instead of kind of tainting the entire grounds with dead well, bodies? Well, they did get paid for each individual grave. So yeah, if you're, if you're burying them, you know, one mass grave, you're, where's the rest of that money going? I guess so. Yeah, Richard Steele says mass graves rarely end well. Is that a pretty <laughs> pretty fair assessment? <laughs> now I yeah. think because of all the sadness here, I think that's mm -hmm. why there's a lot of hauntings because I feel like nobody ever had a proper burial. Nobody was ever loved. And mm -hmm. now we show like all the spirits, like so much love. Um, you know, like they have so many people coming in trying to talk to them. It's just, 
I don't know. It was definitely well, a sad time. I don't know that they're also happy about it. You told me a couple of stories off air that we'll have to get to. And uh, I've got some pictures of the hallway where some of the ghosts don't seem to be happy to have all of these people traipsing. Christina says that is sad. The disrespect of placing many people in one grave. And I do get that, uh, you know, belief systems, uh, religious wise, but they were literally paid by the state to bury these people. Is that what yeah. they were doing? And they were just scooping them in one pit and taking the money as though they had done a full burial. I would imagine, yes. That's I'm not yeah. saying that, but that's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> Mike the Naked Bigfoot wants all the pomp and circumstance at his funeral, so obviously there's got to be all <laughs> naked Bigfoot uh, hanging out at the at the uh, funeral. Um, so you know to come home in the wintertime because Satan is running around during the summertime. Okay. Not quite sure what that meant, but that's it. Uh, so... You, you placate these spirits. There's a lot that's going on there. The the current owner, did they buy it realizing that this property was haunted and stigmatized? They they didn't know it was haunted when they bought it. What what was the purpose for purchasing it? Did you know? Uh yeah, they were it was in uh the, the what they were gonna do was turn them into condominiums like apartments. And then what happened is somebody somebody broke in and stole all the copper, all the copper wire. So it was about like a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of wire and copper, and uh, I, you know, that's a lot of money to try to recoup when you're trying to remodel something. So that's that. And then, could you uh, imagine you buy a condo? You you buy a condo in what is essentially one giant mass grave of destitute, depressed, sad, uh, displaced people. That oh my god. You're cooking your dinner and things are banging on the walls and turning your TV on and off. That's got to be that would be a nightmare, I would guess. So it probably ended up for the best being what it is now, this place of remembrance, uh, remembrance and and uh, kind of memorializing those that, that walk through those halls. Yeah, we, the, the crazy thing is we like like, every, you know, there's a lot of us that say, you know, that they didn't get a lot of respect in life. So we're going to give them a lot of respect in death. That's what we that's like to great. say. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's exactly what we do. We ask everybody that comes in here to be kind to the spirits. You know, we have a bunch of cranky ones. We have one that's, you know, kind of tries to scare the crap out of you and use that scared energy from you. And, uh, how do they, all right, well, let let, let me take a look. So you sent me the picture of this hallway. What uh, other than the red light, which automatically makes everything a hundred times more terrifying, what what is so uh, important about this hallway? At the end of the hallway, the room to the left. Um, mm-hmm. When we were doing a tour with the the nurses the one night and the staff members, they informed us that in the seventies that room was a makeshift morgue, and we never knew it. And every time mm-hmm. we went into that room, you always you felt heavy when you walked in that room. First off, you smelt stuff in that room second off and third if you're doing spirit box sessions you get sweared at an awful lot and they don't want you in that room at all so we don't know what what, who's in there he won't tell us who it is or what it is but i mean that and the and it's funny because the room to the right the one to the right is a really nice spirit named joe miller (laughs) and you walk in that room it smells like fresh brewed coffee every once in a while because he was a big coffee drinker and then you go right you go right next door and they're telling you to get the F out of here. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. how this It's kind of like our neighborhood. I'm the guy that's yelling at you and cursing at you to get off my effing lawn. And <laughs> my neighbor's out there putting up beautiful petunias and drinking, sipping coffee out on the front. <laughs> so is this the same hallway or is this a different aspect? No, that is one North. That's um, okay. That goes down. One of our most haunted locations. Yeah. This was the newer portion of the building that was built in the seventies. Uh, that and that's one of the most haunted hallways in this building. I mean, it, it, I would guess so. During the disco era, there's got to be a lot of souls crying out for help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you think they're just trying to stay alive? Oh, <laughs> Staying alive. Uh, whatever. All right. Uh, so why why do you believe that area is so active? Is that because that's where many more of the geriatric patients passed uh, a away? Lot the, a lot of those rooms were the critical care patients. Mm-hmm. like that are getting ready to, you know, pass on. And mm-hmm. uh, room 128, I don't know if anybody watched the show that they just aired for this building. That is uh, Mr. William Boots. That's one of our most 
well, now he's one of the most popular spirits here, and everybody likes it. But he he can be cranky sometimes, you know what I mean. But that there's well, that. What what show was it just featured on? It was um, Portals to Hell. Portals to Hell with Jack yeah. and Katrina. All right. So talk to me about Billy Boots. What do we know about Mr. William Boots, and what? Uh, why is he there? Um, we do. He was he was there all in the you know the eighties and nineties. He actually mm-hmm. died in he died in the building in uh, nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. And um, it's funny because when every when we first started investigating that room, mm-hmm. nobody ever went in that room. You know what I mean? So we knew all the hot spots because we were here so you know for so long. We just started hitting other rooms, and that was one there's of the a other lot rooms. Of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. ninety thousand square foot building. It is a, a you know it's a decent sized building, but uh, we started hitting other rooms, and I was in there, and we kept getting the name Bill, and uh, we actually have um, patient um, listings on the nurses station that's right across, and it said William Boots one twenty eight. So you know, kind of you know, put it together that that was Bill in that room. And uh, we would be in there. And I, the one night I said, Bill, you know, what, what's, why were you in here? What was, what was your ailment? What was wrong? And it felt like he stabbed me in the heart. I had to leave the room because the pain was so, you know, I mean, it like almost buckled me over. So I'm like, okay, I walked out and I said, okay, Bill, I get it. You had a heart problem. That's why you were here. And we never knew if that was the real reason. And one night uh, we had, um, we were doing a tour and there was a gentleman that came through and he was a former uh, male nurse here. And mm-hmm. um, he actually knew Bill. And the first question that I asked him, I said, did Bill have a heart problem? And he goes, yeah. How did you know that? Which was crazy. You know what I mean? Cause it, it ties that all together. So that's right. how we know, you know, I mean, about you use Bill. All your senses and yeah, this well, now you you said that he can get cranky. What what seems to upset him? Um, he has a, he has this favorite chair in there. People sit in this chair and he gets cranky. And we we last week we were uh, last Wednesday we were came up to do our live on Facebook, and mm-hmm. um, there was a couple leaving, and they were talking to us about you know being in the building. It was a day tour, you know. What I mean, we do day tours, and and uh, the gentleman said I sat in Bill's chair. I said. I just shook my head. I said, what happened to you? He goes, and his wife started to laugh. She goes, I never seen him jump so high before. I said, okay, what happened <laughs> to you? He said, it felt like somebody came up and smacked him in the back of the head. And that's why he jumped up out of the chair. So that's what makes Bill, <laughs> that's what makes Bill cranky when people. <laughs> He's not really cranky. He's just uh, everybody's grandfather. Get out of my recliner, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Popping you in the noggin. Um, all right. I, we're going to go to commercial break in just a few moments here. When we come back, Sue, you sent me a photograph and I got to be honest with you. When I first looked at it, I'm like, big deal. And then I took it in and I lightened it a little bit. And I went, Oh, that's what, what is that? And I lightened it again. So we've got a succession of four pictures and what the is that is all <laughs> I could say when I got done with it. So we'll, we'll chat about that and that area, that aspect of this, but Obviously, with as popular as Hillview Manor has become, and it's it's a it's just a small little place, right? It's what ninety six thousand square feet or something ridiculous. Yeah, right around there. Yes, ninety six thousand square feet. Wow, that's a lot of area to haunt, and a lot of uh, a lot of disturbing things. Now, obviously, you've got you've got Billy Boots, who's kind of just a cantankerous old man, but he's nothing really frightening. You've got you know, noises, you've got some stenches and some areas where things are not happy and they'll curse at you. But do you ever really feel frightened by Hillview Manor? Uh, no. It's it, You get that every every once in a while, like w- like when we're locking up the building at the end mm-hmm. of the night, you get that the hair on the back of your neck stands up. And you're like, oh, man, I know something's cool. I know something's coming with the one night we were actually locking up and we were down at the end of one north. There's a place called the atrium. And mm-hmm. uh, that's where they used to let them go out. And there's a patio. They could open giant glass doors and go out and smoke and stuff like yeah. that. And they would uh, play music and stuff. And we were locking up and we got about three rooms up from the end of the, the atrium and we just had a flashlight with us. Clear as day, you heard a woman scream. Yeah, it was creepy. That was probably one of the creepiest things yeah. that ever happened because we just looked at each other and we're like, "Did you just hear that?" You know what I mean? And it's and it's just 
disembodied voice, a woman screaming. And the nurses that came through here said that there used to be a woman at the end of there. They used to call the howler because at the end of the night, she would, she would yell and scream and just uh, all night. So we think that was her just saying hi. Just saying hi to us. <laughs> Look at you. Just saying hi. That's all. All <laughs> right. Uh, stay tuned. When we come back, a quick segment of By the Book. We'll talk about Sam Beltrusis's new book real quickly, and then we'll be visited again with our guests as we continue on with Haunted Hillview Manor. We'll take a look at a terrifying photograph and the story that led up to it, and uh, we'll show that when we return. Stay tuned. You're listening to the very best in paranormal programming. This is the Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. A lot of exciting things coming up this month. Make sure that you check them out. Come on out and see me. You can find more information at darknessevents.com. That's darknessevents.com. And now, for a segment we haven't visited in a while, let's take a look at Buy the Book. Sam Beltrusis has a book out called Ghosts of the American Revolution. The American Revolution is stained with blood, and its ghosts are still lurking in the shadows, seeking post-mortem revenge. Come explore the haunts associated with the colonial rebels' fight for independence. From an aura of disaster lingering from the shot heard around the world in Concord, Massachusetts, to the battle cries of our forefathers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Using a paranormal lens, Sam Beltrusis breathes new life into the ghosts of the American Revolution that include both unknown patriots and some familiar names. So make sure you check that out. We do have a link for that on our uh, storefront. So if you go to uh, paranormal60.com, click the shop tab, scroll down, you can visit our shop. We've got all types of paranormal books that you hear featured on the show. There's paranormal gift items, paranormal outfits, everything. It's all cool. It's all there. Go check it out for yourself. Uh, speaking of cool, let's get back to the conversation at hand, which is Haunted Hillview Manor. Our guest tonight, Sue Vesh, and also uh, Ken Azzarello. I'm going to make sure I keep saying that in my mind as many times as I can to keep it <laughs> keep it fresh. Ken, if you could if you could have just shorted it to Ken Rello, that would make my life a lot easier. That'll, but that'll um, name okay. I'll, I'll, we appreciate I'll... you uh, you guys being here tonight with us. I know it's late there, and I was excited that you were going to actually do the stream from inside hillview now hillview has its own issues with the supernatural messing with equipment and you guys weren't able to get in through your computer we're you're using one of your phones right yeah we are it it, it has that effect on uh, a lot of equipment and uh yeah. it's not just <laughs> we have a, we have a lot of problems with computers and people walking around with phones are like I, I got no service i'm like well well welcome to hillview batteries they come down when they run equipment they come down in five minutes and oh, say wow. the batteries. Yeah, even after we just put new batteries in. Yeah, so. 
So yeah, it makes they, me wonder, is it truly the spirits feeding off of the batteries or is there something about the property itself that draws spirits to it, but also has this side effect of, of draining batteries? You know, we blame it so much on the spirit world, but I've I've communicated with spirits without my battery being affected at all. But the location seems to have some kind of, I don't know, pull, some kind of magnetic you know, pull that I can literally step five feet in the other direction. All of a sudden the battery goes back to full power. Yes. So uh, yeah, it's, what do you guys believe having done this for so many years? Do you believe it is the spirit that is draining it or is it the location itself? I, I think it might be both. So like it, sometimes it'll be the spirits. Sometimes it'll be the location. I know there's a lot of, you know, you get those uh, buildings that are on fault lines and waters underneath them and, all, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And that, I mean, it, it, it tends to make you try to believe it's not the spirit mm-hmm. in your battery other than the, like that you said. That one has a lot of energy. So. The, yeah, the facility itself, yeah. All right. Well, that leads us to our WTF photo of the night. Now, (laughs) set this up for me, Sue. I want to hear from you on this, if you don't mind, uh, Ken. Sue, you sent me a picture. We'll get to it in a minute. But talk to me about what time of year this was taken and where exactly it was taken. Um, What time of year and where it was taken? What time of year and where it was taken? I don't know. The picture. (laughs) Well, the picture? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it was taken in our scare house. Okay. That's in the, how do I explain it? So in the, so Hillview's in the front and we designed mm-hmm. a haunted house in the back and it's in okay. a garage back where the field is. So we turned a, how many square foot garage you'd say? It's a acre of land in a 2,500 square foot garage. So we turned that into a haunted attraction to raise money Great. for the front. Yeah. To sure. keep the roof running, keep everything running for everyone to enjoy coming here. Because it business does take a lot. front, party in the so, back. I like that's, that. That's business up front, party in the back. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. It is We're the uh, paranormal mullet. Yeah, the paranormal mullet. All right. <laughs> so, so you turn it into this haunted feature for people to come through to have some fun, predetermined scares. Uh, yeah. And and what happened? How did the, how did, Who captured this photograph? Me. Oh, Sue did. All right. Well, don't uh, don't leave us hanging. Walk me through that evening and what led to that moment. So I wasn't trying to catch anything mm-hmm. at all. I was um. So at the end of the haunted attraction, my sister's there, and it's a clown maze. I don't want to get clown maze. Much, that's okay. So I decided, sure. Ken, Donnie, and myself. I'm like, all right, guys. I bought all these balloons. I want to blow up all these balloons and just make it crazy going through here. Yeah, five you know? five hundred balloons we've yeah. Blown. So we're in there, <laughs> and they're the long ones. <laughs> yeah. So you know we're stapling them everywhere, and you know you can't see. And I'm like, well, hopefully you know some will pop, some will scare people. You can't see my sister. Right. So when we're all finished, I just was taking pictures to send to my sister, and I didn't notice at first took about eight photos and we're driving home and I'm sending them to my sister. And then I see this face in there and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, that's when I got punched. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at oh, this. She's... All right. All over and, the road. and I'm almost like, I can't believe it. I wasn't even trying to get anything. No. And then I look at, it, I'm like, is this, did you guys stand in front of me or something? And no. And I'm like, wait, this looks like a native American man with just a half a face. So I sent it to a couple of friends that are, you know, photographers. And then they took the contrast out, they messed with the photos and they say, you have an amazing photo. And it's it's just a head. Right now you guys told me, and and I know the owner said, oh, we got this crazy photograph. And now you guys know doing this for as long as you do, everybody wants to show you their paranormal photographs, right? And I got to be honest with them. I'm like, great, this is going to be awesome. And we're going to hinge part of the interview on this photograph. So the photograph you sent over to me was that. And I'm like, that doesn't look like anything at all. It just <laughs> looks like a bunch of balloons and maybe a, a clown mannequin in the background. And I'm like, oh, God, please let this not suck. So I decided I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. And I, oh, well, what the hell is that popping up? down there maybe if i crop it and lighten up a little bit oh no 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 
<laughs> right? But man, that thing just keeps popping. Oh, still not happy with it, folks? How about we give it a little bit more light and contrast? You've got Boris Karloff standing um, in your... <laughs> he looks, he looks like the mummy. That is freaky. If you if you look, I mean, if you look close enough, you could see his hair has a widow's peak. He has a widow's right? peak on top of his head. He which looks like crazy. Boris Karloff. Like the fifties or forties. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Boris Karloff died on the property, but <laughs> who knows? Uh, maybe not. But I'm just telling you, he's got that look, and and I think there's more to him because you can actually see that there's something that extends behind the balloons. Uh, I'm just curious what our our listeners think of this. Uh, yep. Looking at uh, CJ says that's a skeleton face on the left. Uh, who else we got? Chig says that is creepy. Uh, our buddy Nine Wayne Nine says, "Geez, boy, that really sums it up." Nine Wayne Nine, good use of words. Uh, <laughs> Richard Steele says, "What the actual bleep?" And uh, Christina adds to this mix with, "Wow, that is a trippy photo." Um, did any of you at Haunted Hillview Manor ever smell cigarette smoke when you were there at that time? At the end of that? No. I guess. No. Not, this is no. out back. This and is we, in our garage. Yeah, this is, this right. is Which is haunt. It's haunted as well back there. Shatter figures, everything. And Melissa this is the answer. I, Go ahead. We try to figure out what that is constantly. We're looking up things like Native Americans on the land, um, the if, 50s, matching faces. If you look underneath the balloon, there's nothing underneath there. Like, all you see is the head, the balloon, and then nothing. And everybody well, actually, I do see something. I'll, I'll send you this lighten up version. It, it, it definitely looks like there's something and maybe even his hand curling up underneath the one part of the balloon. I, I'm not sure. I would have to look at this and blow it up. So any of you watching this on your big screen TV, you're probably getting the best view of this. Uh, others do say that they're seeing something beyond just the head there, that it does go back behind the balloon. So uh, it's... Very strange. Um, yeah, the Facebook user says, yep, the line goes behind. This is one of Sue's best. So apparently you have a, an admirer that, <laughs> uh, that likes this. Uh, very weird. Uh, although Fred might have cracked the case. He says, this looks like my third grade teacher. So <laughs> It looks like his third me, grade teacher. <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, so again, this was the first was photograph I was sent. Not real impressive. I, I was looking at it going, what? I can't, I just can't see it. Uh, lighten her up a little bit. Suddenly the face starts to make itself known, coming out a little bit lighter and broader. And then the, flipping the contrast and the brightness, it definitely jumps out. Now, you believe this might uh, might be a, a person of Native uh, or Indigenous culture. Have you spoken to anybody, any of the Native tribes in that area to see if that might be makeup or something that would identify them? Not yet. We, I mean, we're trying to uh, find, you know, you know, them to help us. But the crazy thing, too, is if you look at the right hand side, it like it looks like burnt, which is weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you look closely enough to that. The right, that. I hope I hoped you guys wouldn't mind. I did. I, I did take it one step further to kind of you know, they've got all this great technology that you can use. It'll actually go in and kind of blend and clean up a photograph to give you a better sight of what it is that you're looking at. And, and that's what I saw when I cleaned it up. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. No, I'm going to actually have my daughter um, take this through an, oops, sorry, through another filter that she uses. I've given her some old grainy photographs that she'll run this filter through and it clears the picture up, but I'm going to have her take a look at this, see if she can, do something with this and uh and see if we can get any more detail and if i do i'll send it over to you guys well, obviously i'm joking i'm joking you with this photograph that's uh <laughs> jeff belanger and i out at chicago we were supposed to be famous chicago ghosts so i was mrs o'leary and he was my cow that started the uh chicago fire but uh yeah very creepy we did very try creepy. to like donnie went in the same spot where the balloons were ken went and the the face of the figure is so much smaller. Yeah, it's weird because it's when, really strange. When we you take a picture where she was standing with one of mm -hmm. us, we look you know like giants compared to to that, that face. Head. So uh, we don't know. If it, I mean, it's it's a great picture. That's probably the best picture she's ever. Caught. And I wasn't trying to take it either. No, so. she was just taking pictures. Christina believes that he has beads 
in his braids in that photograph. So that, again, something we'll have to take a look at. It looks very much like Native American. If you look at it, the face, it has shades of war paint. And at the bottom below the balloon had uh, Native American ornaments or adornments. So that's... Yeah, that's an interesting take. Now, for those of you listening to this, you're all feeling left out in the cold and, <laughs> and sad and upset. Well, just head on over to my my Facebook page and I will put these photographs 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 up after the show and they'll be on my page so that you can find them. Uh, you may have to scroll down a few, but you'll see the photographs that we featured on tonight's show and I'll show the escalation of the images. And if you're good, maybe I'll even put up the photograph of Jeff and I as Mrs. O'Leary and the cow. Um, great place. Now this, this site is open and and you do show a lot of respect for these spirits. You don't encourage people in there badgering or harassing the ghosts that are coming in there. Um, and tell me a little bit about that with the, with the type of activity you get, what do you do though, when you get an aggressive ghost in a location that you're treating as a tourist engagement spot? I mean, do you do your best to try to clear a darker or more malevolent spirit out of there? Um, we do try. I mean, not often we get anything like that in here. Like I said, we have uh, one thing on the second floor. We call him the creeper. And mm -hmm. uh, what he does is you if you have like a small group of people, two or three, you'll hear footsteps running up like real close behind you. And a lot of times it will startle you. And he loves that. He loves that scared energy. He'll just snatch that scared energy from you and then he'll run. You could hear him run off. It's It's crazy. Melissa and I are actually seeing the creeper. Yikes, really? The black mask, and it freaked us out. Well, yeah, understandably. You, you know, it's, and when you see that, it's like, and I don't mean to compare it to Waverly Hills, but I heard about their creeper as well. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, uh, big black, this kind of giant black uh, uh, shadow figure until you see it for yourself, which I did. And how it can be in human form and then fill an entire hall with just inky blackness and then vanish. There is, it is really uncomfortable and, and unsettling to see something like that. But do you get a sense that it's, it's evil, uh, that it's dark, or is it just that that maybe is all that's left of, of what it once was? Um, we're not quite sure what he exactly is because we had a lot of like psychics and mediums tell us that he, he might be an elemental spirit attached to the land because not only can he fill a hallway, he'll make himself like real small. It's and he, 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 he almost looks like it's a giant uh, millipede running across the floor. You know what I mean? It's, it's really yeah, weird. It's he, he can, he can basically shape shift. He'll take any form or any shape. I think just to scare you, which is, which is nuts. I mean, and I, I've seen, I have seen, like I've been down one end of the hall and you'll see like a skinny black arm come out and like wave at you and you know, it's, yeah. and you're just like, okay, go yeah. away. <laughs> pitch black. Yeah. Like, pitch black. And you see that hand come out. It did just, well, a hand. he'll just do like I've a task. My daughter to uh, see if she can clean that up while we're doing this. She's not sure she's going to give it a try and see while we're doing this. So hopefully in the next uh, four or five minutes, I'll have a, a cleaner version possibly uh, that might take out some of the blur and, and give us a, a cleaner look at what it is that we have on that screen. Um, very cool stuff, guys. Uh, you know, people are always afraid that when they go to a location that's steeped in this kind of history and so much death and tragedy and sadness these spirits must be wanting to get out and they're going to attach to the living does that really happen do you find not, that or do they feel like this is their home and this is where they're going to stay not here i mean a lot of them a lot of them are from the 20s and 30s you know you know what i mean if they haven't left by now and i i hate to say this but I, I, you're, we're not that special that they're going to go want to go home with us. You know what I mean? Cause we're, How not, do we're you know? well, Eli, I, we, yeah. I, speak I for had, yourself. Huh? I had to tell, <laughs> I had to tell a late that a late, a, a lady one night cause she kept insisting that something's going to attach to her. So I kindly said to her, ma'am, you're not that special that they're going to go home with you. <laughs> they've, been, they've been here since the twenties. They really don't want to leave and they're still here. I guess that's and, why we do what we do, try to figure out, you know, what when they attach themselves or just why? do they keep going over the same thing? Right. You know, like, well, does it, you know, though, 
I, I struggle with one thing, these spirits. This was not a happy place for most. Um, you know, probably a lot of the elderly died there, maybe without family or friends coming to visit. And the, the part I struggle with is why stay there? Why in a location like that? What what good could possibly come from it? Because, it, I mean, this is the only place they've, a lot of them. They've ever known. They've ever known. So this is, they lived here. Right, but... It, but if there's something after life, why not go to that? Why not go to the light? Do, do they right. not have family or friends that might come seek them? And, you know, where are the angels? Where is where is God in all of this mix? You know, I mean, that's the confusing part for me um, yeah. as to why these spirits stay there. Do they seem confused? Are they maybe because they were elderly and, and fighting dementia or Alzheimer's or old timers, as they used to call it? Um, do you think that they just their their consciousness is not completely intact, so they don't really know to go or where to go, what to do? Yeah, I mean, that could possibly be. I mean, a lot of we've had we do have record of a few of them that are still here didn't die here. Mm-hmm. They came back to here. You know, we have a, there was a 103-year-old woman, um, Amanda, who uh, was wheelchair bound and she got mixed up. We actually thought she did have dementia until we got to talk to one of the nurses. She was living her eyesight. And she was just going blind and got confused and went fell down 13 steps to the basement in her wheelchair. They took her off site and she passed away off site, but her spirit came back. I mean, it still talks to us, still feeds the birds. Yeah. You can hear her wheelchair squeaking. Squeaking down so. the hall. But yeah. there right. was, they say there was 10,000 souls that passed through this building because mm-hmm. at one point, like anywhere in Lawrence County, like if mm-hmm. you got in a car accident or if you got hit by a train or you passed away at your home, they brought you into this building to process you. Oh, so okay. That was interesting. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. And not all 10,000 souls were from here, but mm-hmm. there was 10,000 passed through here. The one room we have at the end of the hallway <clears throat> is where they process the bodies. From They bring you in and process you right there. The embalming, we call it the embalming room. And if your family didn't pick you up, you got buried out back in Potter's Field. Yeah. You were just mm-hmm. a number, you know? They have, we have, we actually have the markers, the grave markers. They're just a white cylinder with a number stamped on top of it. That's all you were. That's really sad. It's, yeah, it's tragic. Do you feel that, um, you know, is there a way to help clear these spirits? Is there, is there something more that we can do to help them? I don't know. I mean, just, I think acknowledging them and just talking to them, I think Mm -hmm. it, I think it puts them somewhat at ease because I don't think that they would still communicate with us if it didn't, you know what I mean? I think it does put them because now we're, like I said, we we're acknowledging them more in death than they got in life. Like other paranormal investigators bring gifts for people like teddy bears, Mm -hmm. children, necklaces for Mary so a lot of the rooms have gifts from all the investigators. Yeah. Uh, April says, I work with Alzheimer's. It's sad. They truly are loving people. They are all about routine and throw their routine off and they become agitated. And I wonder if that's why they kind of stay around. Their routine's been up ended and uh, they don't know what to do now without somebody to help them. Well, we do have um, like the former nurses and stuff, uh, before somebody passed, they would see mm-hmm. a little boy at the end of their bed. Dressed in blue. Yeah, dressed in blue. Mm-hmm. And, and then oh, really? Two or three days later, that person would pass. I mean, they would say, hey, mm-hmm. where's that little boy at? And the other thing is uh, uh, some of the dementia patients would get out the front door and they would find their way back. You know what I mean? They would mm-hmm. lose them for a little bit, find their way back. And they would say, ask the patient, you know, how did you get back here? Well, the little boy showed me the way back. So, I mean, yeah. All right. My daughter uh, tried. Now, here's the original picture I sent over to her, which is, again, tough because it is grainy. She did her best running it through the filter. All it did was kind of enlarge it. But it it is definitely creepy. It is a strange (laughs) photograph. It is definitely a strange photograph. 
Uh, I will have to blow it up again. For those of you looking on a big screen TV, you might be getting a much better view of it. Uh, but it does almost look like it, it as though it has some kind of um, makeup around the eyes. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. We'll, we'll, we'll look at, I'll send you guys over those versions. So thank you to my daughter, Pacey, for trying to run that through quickly for us on this. Uh, guys, we're out of time. It's been great talking to you about this, but tell people if they're interested in Hillview and they want to come there to investigate for themselves, how do they do that? Uh, you can go to hauntedhillviewmanor.com. Or just look mm-hmm. us up on Facebook, Hillview Manor, or Twitter, or what? What else are we on? Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. I mean, we gotcha. do on on. We do have on Facebook. We do have uh, like uh, stuff that we caught. We throw up on Facebook. So if you go evidence, to evidence. If you mm-hmm. go on to the Hillview Manor, lives. Yeah, and then every Wednesday. I mean, if you guys want to think about coming to the building every Wednesday night at seven o'clock on Facebook, the Haunted Hillview Manor page. We go live in the buildings, so to all the different awesome. spots, and it's interactive, so they can ask us to ask questions to the spirits and see if we get a response, which is nice. Very cool. Well, I've got yeah. a link up for Haunted Hillview Manor on today's program guide, so people can find you easily and find all those ways to access you. Uh, thank you so much, Sue Ken. Thank you for being here with us and sharing your insights and history with this amazing uh, location. And I wish you a lot of success in keeping that history alive and, and helping those spirits out. All right, we're just waiting for you to come. Thank you. I know. I oh, I'm I'm working it out. I've been talking to the owner. I think we're going to try to figure something out. Maybe even for November, if possible. Yeah, we're doing so. a day- to a David Schrader event. Absolutely. I like it. Paranormal 60. We'll see what we can pull out there. Sue, Ken, thank, thank you, you so much. much. for having us. Thank, thank you. you. You guys got it. Thank you. What a pleasure and an interesting, fascinating location. I do hope that I'll be able to get out there some point myself. Make sure to buy the book, as we mentioned earlier, and uh, get a copy of um, – the brand new book by Sam Beltrusis. There's a link for it up in our shop on our website. And again, that's Ghosts of the American Revolution. Uh, I want to thank the owner, of course, of, of Hillview Manor for setting this all up for us, for Ken Azzarello and Suvesh for spending some time here with us this evening. History is an amazing thing to dig into, especially when it comes to these type of locations. It's easy to assume that there was tragedy that befell these locations and maybe some nefarious issues that once took place there. And in this case, there were. But as the the land itself progressed and aged up, it became a place of respite, a place of healing, a place of, of comfort for many. And that's something to consider when you do go to these locations to investigate and try to make communication on your own. You never know who it is you might bump into. So always show respect and kindness. Now, make sure to like this video and podcast. Subscribe and tell everyone you know about the Paranormal 60. Spread this like wildfire, folks. And if you could do me a favor, whichever way you listen to this show, if there is a way to rate and review it, go ahead and review it. Give it five stars. Put up a nice little statement about the show, why you like it, why you think other people should check it out. That does go a long way to helping us out here. Thank you all for visiting the Paranormal 60 and allowing me along on your journey. May the darkness be just a little more light with the information that we've shared here. We'll see you again next week with more brand new episodes and this Friday with another edition of the best in paranormal news. You're going to want to tune in the paranormal news crew and a very special correspondent will be joining us. And we have a paratune from one of our own tune in and find out about that. That's all what you get to look forward to this Friday on a brand new episode of the Paranormal 60 News.
Paranormal 60 is part of the UnX Network. Check out the UnX Network for other fantastic programs just like this.